It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion, our Thursday episode. And you have joined us once again, and I'm so thankful that you have. We are looking at 21 days of gratitude, and this is day 12. And we're actually just two weeks away from Thanksgiving Day now here in the States. Thanksgiving is early this year. You know, it's November 23rd because of the way the calendar worked. A lot of times it's one of the later days in November, but fourth Thursday of the month, November 23rd this month. So this is Day of Gratitude, episode of Gratitude number 12. And, you know, we're looking at the previous few episodes at Steps to a Grateful Heart. We talked about singing. We talked about eating. We talked about remembering what Jesus had done on the cross. We're going to talk the next two or three days. We're going to sort of contrast the thankful and the unthankful. What does it look like when you have a thankful heart? And for today, day 12 of our 21 days of gratitude, we're going to see this. The thankful are forgiven much. The thankful are forgiven much. I shared a few episodes ago about about doing mission work in different countries, and I talked about Myanmar. Uh, today, I'm thinking about times that I did mission work in Uganda and in Burundi. And, you know, many times when we would give gifts to children in these countries, they would be so happy. The gifts sometimes were quite simple because, you know, we, we couldn't bring uh, big gifts from foreign countries, so we would buy the things that we could buy in that nation. And, uh, you know, so we would give the children things like new pencils, new notebooks, new toothbrushes, things like that. And I tell you, these children, when they would receive these gifts, they would absolutely beam with joy. They would jump up and down. They would be so happy. There'd be this buzz of excitement. Because they didn't have much, they were so grateful for these little things. And of course, sometimes we contrast it towards when children in in our first world countries receive gifts. And sometimes they receive so much but they can have, at times, such little gratitude. Now, of course, we teach them you need to have gratitude for these things, but at times I've seen kids receive gifts, uh, you know, who, who have a lot already, and the child's just like, oh, maybe they say thank you, but their heart's not really in it. Uh, those who are receiving more than they are used to often show so much more gratitude. In other words, sometimes the kids in these rich nations, they, they already have so much, it's just a simple, oh, okay, thank you. Whereas the children, when they have little, they rejoice and rejoice. It shouldn't be that way. All of us should realize that we have received so much every day, every moment, and we should be all the more grateful, both for our natural blessings and especially our spiritual blessings. You see, if you have been born again, saved, rescued from hell, if your feet have been set on a solid rock, you should be all the more thankful. But you know this problem of ingratitude among the rich and civilized is not new. In fact, the story that we see that happened in the time of Christ makes it clear this is not a new phenomenon. Often those who think they already haven't made have the least gratitude. Luke 7, verse 36 to 38, tells a story of when Jesus went to someone's house. And it says this, One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. 
And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. So Jesus visits this Pharisee's home. We later learn that the Pharisee is named Simon, a woman who is a known sinner, which probably means she was into prostitution. She hears that Jesus is there. She washes Jesus' feet with her tears. She wipes them with her hair. She kisses his feet and anoints him. This woman was a known sinner, and she broke her alabaster flask of ointment, and she broke that flask and poured it over Jesus's head. You know, this this ointment would have been extremely expensive. This woman had probably been saving this for her wedding day in, in the Jewish culture. And instead of saving this one thing of value she had, her life had been ruined. She had fallen into sin and degradation. She had this one thing, this alabaster box, but she was willing to pour it out on Jesus. And of course, if you know the story, uh, the Pharisee, Simon, when he saw that happen, he was like, man, Jesus must not be a prophet. If he knew that he, that if he was a prophet, he would have known this woman was a sinner and he would have rebuked her. He would have said, woman, get away from me. Woman, you sinful woman, get away from me. He didn't do that. So clearly Jesus is not a prophet. But what does Jesus say to Simon when Simon has that reaction? Uh, Jesus tells Simon a story, and uh, he says, look, there was a money lender. He, he forgave one person who owed him 500 denarii, one who owed him 50. Who, who would love him more? And Simon says, well, I suppose the one that he forgave the 500. The one he forgave more will love him more. And Jesus says, look, Simon, look at this woman. She has sinned greatly. She's been forgiven greatly. She anointed my feet. She wept over me. She cleaned my feet with her hair. But what did you do, Simon? Jesus says, you gave me no water. You didn't wash my feet. You gave me no kiss. You did not anoint my head with oil. Jesus says this, our theme then, Luke 7, 47, Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. You see, Simon, who was so self-righteous, he had not been forgiven much, so he wasn't that grateful. This woman who had lived a horrible life, she had broken every law of the law of Moses, she had lived a horrible life, but the one thing she did was she recognized how blessed she was to be in the presence of Jesus. She recognized the blessing of having her sins forgiven, and she gave everything she had to the Lord. And Jesus said, when you have been forgiven much, you will love much. You will be grateful much. Friends, the lesson for us is so clear. We need to realize all that Jesus has forgiven us of. We need to stay away from self-righteousness, thinking, well, God has accepted me because of my own deeds, because of what I have done. No, God accepts us based on what Jesus has done, and he has forgiven you. If you are born again, he has forgiven you of so much sin, you should give him nonstop gratitude and love. The point of this story, of course, is not that we should sin greatly like the woman sinned so that Jesus can then forgive us. No, obviously he doesn't want us to sin greater and greater, but he does want us to become aware of our own condition, that we are desperately in need of him, that all of my righteousness is like filthy rags. My only hope is the righteousness of Jesus, and I realize I have been forgiven so much. 
when I realize all I have been forgiven of, when I realize all that Jesus did for me, how can I have anything but never-ending gratitude? I want to be like this woman, not in, the, not in her sin, but in her recognition that Jesus is my only way of salvation, that Jesus has forgiven me of all the sin in my heart. I want to be like that woman and say, Jesus, I give you back everything. I have been forgiven much. I give you much. That's a key to gratitude. Let's have hearts that realize all you have been forgiven of. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.